Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal, develop high-quality, technically sound products, and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com the 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast. Today, we're going to call the episode Prepping 101. Um, I don't know a lot of thoughts lately, and, uh, you know, I look at our country and, and where we're at, and I feel like, you know, people really need to have somewhere to get started and kind of take their prepping plan a little bit seriously, come up with, you know, a real strategy and, and something to do. Um, I guess I was disturbed. I was in somebody's house doing a repair and, um, I'm listening to the news and, you know, all the time, you know, people are watching CNN or whatever and the different stuff. And I hear news that's different than the news I listen to. Um, most of the time I'm probably listening to talk radio or whatever. I don't even have cable. So Fox news and that isn't really the option. But so I was listening to CNN and I'm hearing them talk and it just amazes me how divided our country is, um, how night and day the two news channels, you know, really are, you know, you can say MSNBC or ABC and CBS News and, and you know, all the different ones have different uh, opinions, but People's core beliefs. I mean, people, when you disagree, you know, how how much have we gotten to where we hang out with family members and we know, oh, you know, that's a, a red flag. Don't talk about that issue at all. You know, I mean, it used to be like abortion was the big thing. And, and you just, oh, well, I can't talk to them about abortion because they'll go crazy. Um, now it's kind of everything. You know, oh, God, you mentioned Donald Trump. Oh, you like that liar? You, you know, and it gets crazy. People are like, you know, over the top, you know, out of control when they hear about these things. And uh, it's kind of disturbing. Um, and and the same thing. I mean, you know, with the conservatives, I like to think, or libertarians, whatever, 
I like to think they're a little more tolerant, but, you know, I mean, immediately, you know, oh, Obama or Hillary and, and, you know, all of a sudden they're filled with disgust and rage. And I don't even understand how you can, can like that person or, you know, how could you vote for them? And, you know, whatever, we all have different opinions of how you get the logic there and, and whatever, it doesn't really matter. My point is we're very divided. Um, so I'm listening to the news and they're saying things like, uh, you know, um, all right, all right, we'll put it this way. So you listen to conservative radio and I hear things like, um, all the, uh, Trump's guys who are being investigated, you know, they're all decent guys and they're just being framed and, you know, they're just looking for anything and trying to strong arm people. The investigation from Mueller is so outside the scope, you know, of of what was assigned by Rosenstein or whoever it is, right? Um, but then when you uh, turn on the other news, it ends up being that, well, you know, there is so much corruption in Trump's organization that it's just everywhere and rampant, and that's why these people, I think the wording they used was, um, at best, they're, you know, horribly corrupt, immoral people, and at worst, they're, you know, outright criminals looking to undermine the country, and, you know, I, um, on CNN, the guy's talking, and he's like, well, you know, they're so corrupt and, and I can't believe they're getting away with this and blah, blah, blah. And then the lady interviewing him was like, well, you know, some people are worried about the FBI leaking all this information. And the response to that was, well, none of that matters. It doesn't matter because the truth has to get out. And so all faith in our, you know, FBI and organization like that, that's insignificant because I can look past everything else because of my hatred and whatever for these people who I believe are corrupt. But on the same token, on the other side with the conservatives, they're so adamant that, you know, these other people are just out to get them. How do you even find the line for the truth? Well, what's more concerning about that is there is so much hatred and more and more we're getting where, you know, people feel that the system is so corrupt and so divided that they're justified in going out and blocking polling stations or, you know, going and, you know, destroying, you know, smashing police cars and different things like that. And I know that's kind of laid off in the news lately, but this stuff just kind of keeps coming back and every time it comes back a little bit stronger with the next controversy, you know, and now, you know, so hardcore against the guns and yeah, that's died down a little bit, but stuff is slowly, you know, creeping, but more and more the corruption is just building and building and the hatred and the divide between everybody is getting so much bigger. And I, I gotta tell you, I feel like the value for the individual is really getting lost. People don't see people as people anymore. You know, you're you're against the greater good. You're destroying our planet. You're destroying whatever. Um, your system is oppressive. You're racist. You're whatever. All this stuff that 
they hate you so much as an individual that your life doesn't even matter. You know, they're cool with throwing rocks at people or, you know, whatever, doing whatever craziness that they feel is right. And I got to say, this uneasiness just makes me feel like like we live in a tinderbox. You know, we uh, at any time things could turn and, and uh, you know, change into something ugly um, where you don't want to go outside. Where, you know, if in Nazi Germany, you know, they used to have the armbands and they'd come around and, and be tough. You know, you had the night of the broken glass, crystal knock, right? And same thing, you have uh, people who, uh, you know, now Antifa have their red armband and they're like, oh, we're anti-fascist. But somehow we're just acting just like the Nazi youth, right? So it's always, you know, something building. And like, same thing about how... I feel like some of us live in different worlds. I was watching, or I put a post up on Facebook earlier this week, and it was it was kind of a lighthearted joke, but you know, whatever, kind of serious too, whatever. Um, I put on there about uh, does anybody else uh, wipe off the fingerprints off a of bullet casings before you load magazines, and. And I, and I put something like, cause you never know how your day is going to play out or, or something, whatever. It doesn't matter. That's not the point. Point is I get comments, you know, a lot of people are like, you know, in line with my thinking, hence you follow my Facebook page and join my Facebook group and you listen to my podcast. But then I get other people who are like, oh, well, you know, why wouldn't you just let the courts and the laws figure it out. And I would always do the right thing and, and want, you know, there to be proof and, you know, everybody know which casings are mine and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, I got to tell you, when I watch the courts and I see how things are so divided, I don't know that I live in that world. You know, um, I, I, I guess the reason I brought it up, I was reading some kind of, apocalypse novel and you know somebody's out at uh like some kind of big rally and they end up getting cornered by 20 or 30 people in a big angry mob and you know they're they pull their gun because they're about to get smashed with bats and uh and then somebody grabs the gun and tries to wrestle it out of one of their hands so they end up shooting the guy and they take off well if that scenario goes to court how is that going to play out for you? You're going to be like, oh, there were 20 people who were, you know, all say, yeah, it was you. We were just standing there innocently and you, you know, pulled out a gun and, and shot somebody in cold blood. I don't know. A world like that, is that something you want to go report to the police and whatever? I mean, these are individual and every circumstance would be different. But I see the way these court cases play out and... I find a lot of it disturbing. And my point is not that that's what somebody should be doing and whatever, and it, it doesn't really matter because that's not where I'm going with this. What I'm saying is we have such a different view of right and wrong and you know, trying to appease everyone and, and make everyone happy. I'm not sure that America has a moral code anymore or at least our courts and our things – I don't feel like there's the guarantee of justice. Um, I find that concerning, but I also find that as a reason to really be prepared.
to be vigilant, to, uh, you know, start to step up your game and really, you know, take prepping seriously. So that's uh, basically what inspired this episode today. So that's kind of what I wanted to talk about. So when society breaks down and things, you know, like I said, morals and, and laws don't seem to really matter. Um, you know, you need to ask yourself first, you know, with prepping, what am I, you know, what's going to kill me first? What am I afraid of? Now, for a lot of you guys, it may be natural disasters. You know, you may be like, oh, well, I live in Hawaii and there's a giant volcano that's going to come get me. Um, that's kind of a scary freaking thought, to be honest. Um, maybe you're in Puerto Rico and you realize that, hey, you know, a hurricane could devastate me and, and leave me, you know, destroyed where I can't get clean water. I can't get food. These things matter. Um, maybe, you know, earthquakes in California. But honestly, if I lived in California, I'd be more worried about riots and fires and, and things like that. But, um, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on there and you need to kind of have a plan for these things. Um, what about even something simple like martial law? I mean, no, we don't expect that to happen. But what if they were like, oh, you can't leave your house for a week because people are rioting. You know, Antifa went wild and or, you know, whatever. Maybe uh, it was election day and they're all, you know, out blocking poll, poll uh, sites and, and blocking the entrances and not allowing people in. And all of a sudden things turn to riots and fights and, you know, because nobody wants to lose their country. Well, these things you need to think about. So I think the beginning of anybody's prepper plan should be what's going to kill me first. Um, and in the broad strokes, it's a lot of the items that I just mentioned, but when you define that, let, let's take those scenarios one step further. So the, one of these bad scenarios happens and I'm at my house. Now, if I have the supply stocked up in my home and I don't have to go out to the grocery store. I don't have to go to my job for, you know, a week. I can, you know, call in sick. I'm not forced to go out. Um, I'm able to convince my wife and my family that they need to just stay home and, and be safe here. Um, you know, maybe that's overreacting, whatever. But that right there is a huge part of your security. Um, not being forced to go into the grocery store where you're fighting over the last can of tuna fish. That's a part of your family's security. And that's something you need to consider. Um, there's a big thing in uh, the prepper world and survivalist world called uh, the rule of threes. And it basically plays out like three minutes without air, three minutes without shelter, or three hours without shelter, three days without water, three weeks without food. Well, a lot of people, you know, think, oh, I need food and water. I'm out in the woods and whatever. That's my thing. But you got to have your priorities right. Now, obviously, the air isn't really something we imagine going away. I mean, the only way I see that applying is uh, if I'm in some kind of fire or if I'm uh, being choked out by somebody. So security or, uh, well, fire, I guess, is an issue. Um, but shelter. Now, shelter, I take to be a little broader than maybe most people. Shelter is 
is your climate. Um, you know, if you're in Antarctica, that's where you're, you know, three hours is going to be an issue. If you're just standing there and you have a coat and whatever, it's still going to be a problem. If you're in the middle of the desert and you don't have a way to get out of the sun or protect your body somehow, it's going to be a problem. Um, you know, even here, uh, where I live in, in the Northeast, if you, uh, you know, are out in the cold at five degrees or whatever, you're spending the night, that's going to be a problem. Um, unless you can find a way to rectify that. But shelter also to me is, you know, a, a level of security. I would figure that, you know, and it's basically protecting yourself from an outside threat, be it the elements or the bad guys. Um, I don't even know if you can go three hours with that then, but, uh, and then, you know, three days without water, you got to think about a water supply and three weeks without food. So food is definitely further down on your priority list. So with all that said, let's, uh, start to look at, at some of these things that we can, you know, do to prepare. So what's important to you? Um, you need to think about, you know, like I said, having shelter, having some kind of home, um, maybe, uh, you're not going to have a toilet. Maybe your plumbing's going to stop working because, you know, the town water gets shut off, uh, home defense. Uh, I would recommend people look into like a, uh, survival library. A survival library helps you, one, like understand the threats that are out there. Um, you can really expand your knowledge on first aid and taking in all that kind of stuff. Um, books, YouTube, videos, going to training classes. These things are going to make a huge improvement in your confidence as well as your uh, you know overall preparedness because you're going to know. You're going to know what to do. You're going to have seen it before. Um, it, it's like training with a firearm. Um, if you're going to the range and shooting and doing those repetitive motions, you're going to learn to be able to do it with just instinct. You're not going to, uh, you know, panic and freeze up as likely, you know, when the time comes, when you actually need it. It's going to be old hat and something that you just know to do. Um, and that's going to be with, you know, your first aid and, you know, bushcraft skills, get out there, go camping, do things. Um, you need to prepare for like power outages, uh, you know, maybe a generator, you know, a lot of us are like, well, I don't have to worry about my water cause I have a well, I'm in control of that. Well, you're only in control of that if you either have some kind of submersible that you can drop down into your well and pull the water out. Or you have a good generator and enough gas to make it last. So those are some important issues you want to uh, think about. Now, like I touched on earlier, you're going to need long-term food storage. And again, depending on what you're preparing for, maybe that's a week for your family. Maybe that's two weeks. To me, it's, it's longer than that because I don't want to have to go out and be desperate. And that's the thing. When you force yourself to, oh, I have to go to the grocery store and get any last minute supplies. Well, that's because you didn't prepare enough, you know, um, long term food storage. I got to say, putting, you know, two thousand dollars in your family's, you know, plan 
it doesn't sound like a horrible, unreasonable risk. I mean, even if inflation hits or you lose your job or anything like that, being able to feed your family is kind of an important thing. Um, so, you know, that's something you want to prepare for. Now, do I think you should take your credit card and go buy $2,000 at uh, My Patriot Supply? No, I don't think that. I think every now and again, when you have some extra money, you maybe, you know, when, when I'm pushing those $99 for a month supply of food for one person, maybe you buy one, maybe you buy two, and you throw those on the shelf. And then a couple months later, you have another extra 100 or 200 bucks. You buy another month or two of food. Because you got to remember, if you have a family of four and you buy a month's supply of food, well, guess what? That's only a week of food because there's four of you. So you got to plan for that kind of thing. Um, you also need to have some kind of water storage. Um, like I said, having a well or some kind of outside source is great, but depending on the area you live in, water can really be an issue. Um, and really counting on the creeks and streams and stuff, you really need a good way to purify it and to keep it clean because, you know, all of a sudden things that are uh, nice clean rivers become toilets when, uh, you know, people are desperate for water and they're in there showering and, you know, whatever, staying clean upstream from you. So just have a plan. Think a little bit further about your water. Now, if you want like details on all this stuff, I go hardcore into each one of these items. Um, I mean, we have a whole hour episode. I think it's two episodes on water storage and we have a whole episode on just food storage. So that's why I'm not, you know, digging too deep. This is basics. Um, what I want you guys to think about and you know, how to plan. Another thing you want to consider is, uh, communications. You need to think about, um, my family, my wife's at work, my kids are at school and something bad happens. How do I get them home? Do they know what to do? You know, this is your, your standard, uh, ready.gov commercial, you know, where they're like, Oh, you know, if routine changes, what do you do? Um, if you can't get somewhere, I, I remember we had a, a blackout and I was, you know, what would normally be 40 minutes from home, which still isn't that close, but it, it's about how far I am out usually in the day. And I, uh, the power went out over the whole Northeast. So we had no streetlights and try, it took probably four hours to drive home because of the no streetlights, you know, you, you just can't get there. So you're supposed to pick up your kid from school and now with the power out everywhere and no cell phones working and whatever. What do your kids do? How do they figure that out? That's the kind of thing I'm talking about with communications. Um, and if there is no feasible way to really do that, then is there a way that you can, uh, you know, cause with radios and relays and, and, you know, relay towers, things like that, there are some options out there for you. We even have an episode on that on ham radio you might want to check out but also do they know a contingency plan all right i haven't heard from dad it doesn't look like dad's going to show up do i stay here and wait or do i you know try and find a way home with my friends here or do what do i do so discussing these things beforehand is you know 
definitely the good approach and something you want to do. Um, also, do you have like alternative cooking? Do you have a way to do, you know, prepare your, uh, your food and, and, uh, you know, keep that kind of lifestyle going. You know, people always talk about, oh, well, you know, I don't want to have the big barbecue outside because all my neighbors will know that I, I'm the one with food. Well, that might be cool on day one or two when your freezer's shut down and, and you're just trying to use up the meat. That might work. But um, long term, you might need a more stealthy kind of option. So just consider that when you're purchasing food, how you're going to prepare it. Um, you know, it was a goal of mine to set up some kind of outdoor grill and, and different things. And, and eventually I got there. And, and now I have things the way I want it to be. Um I, uh, one of the early steps that I, I took was, um, I had, Kevin was able to hook me up with a bunch of, uh, propane cylinders that he found at a uh, trailer park that people had left there that were rusty and old and nasty. And, and we just took those and, and traded them in at like Lowe's or whatever and got brand new, you know, tanks and you just pay for the fill up cause you swap the, uh, can. So that worked out good. And we were able to you know, now I have like six propane tanks full sitting in my yard. So that's going to buy me time. You know, I can really, um, you know, take care of stuff. Uh, back to, you know, shelter. Do you have in the winter when your furnace goes out, do you have a way to deal with it? Because it sucks when you're the survivalist prepper and you miss these stupid steps. You know, man, the power goes out when it's 20 outside. Can you handle that right now? You know, that... That's something you have to deal with that actually becomes a real issue. Um, I had mentioned it in a previous episode, I think, but uh, New Year's Eve, I think, my power went out, or my furnace went out. It wasn't my power. Uh, my furnace went out and died, and I even knew how to fix it. I knew what was wrong, but it was basic parts that I usually keep on hand that I can handle things, but... When I had gone to the store the last time, they didn't have the parts in stock, and then I just got distracted with life, and I let it go. And all of a sudden, I realized, hey, you know, I'm the big prepper guy, and now my house is 50 degrees because I can't take care of my family, and that's not cool. You know, these are the basics. Start with the basics. Um, you know, have a little redundancy. You know, in the in the survival community, they always say, uh, you know, one is none, two is one and, and three is extra or something like that. I don't know. I don't even know how it goes, but, uh, redundancy is the key. You know, that's what you guys want to do. Um, the other thing is to start having these discussions with your family. Um, talk to them about stuff so that if people are on board, if you're, if things turn bad and your wife's like, oh, you know, but our kids like their favorite cereal and if I don't go to the grocery store now and get it, you know, and you're putting your life at risk. One, if you decide what's important beforehand, you can kind of stock up and have a little extra, even if it's just a rotation through four boxes of cereal or whatever, and that's just a stupid example. But you get the idea. You can have that on hand, but also having your family understand, hey, it's not worth fighting with people in the grocery store if I can just do a little bit of planning. You know, I, I don't want to put myself in danger 
And because all of a sudden your security risks completely change when you have to go on missions to the grocery store. And we don't want to live in a world where it's a mission to go to the grocery store, but that sometimes happens. And that's something that, you know, you guys need to consider. Um, the other thing is eventually, you know, once you prepare for that, there's firearms, um, owning firearms. I know if you, you listen to, uh, our guns episode, uh, you might, uh, you know, we talk in more detail about what type of guns, what, what might be useful around the home, but, uh, and what might be good for home security, but also, getting comfortable, learning how to use, getting familiar, getting where you carry it and it's your right hand, where you're not afraid of it. Um, just having it on you all the time, all of a sudden your kids aren't afraid of it. They're not, you know, whatever. Then when your kids hit the right age, whatever you decide that is, then getting them comfortable with shooting. And maybe it's starting out with BB guns or whatever and, and building up, you know, or paintball, different things like that, you know, building up to a higher level. Um, probably safer to me to have a kid shooting a 22 rifle than it is shooting a paintball gun, but you know, whatever. Um, cause the basics, I don't know if you prepare them, you should be all right. But, uh, anyway, so getting everybody familiar, doing the training, getting comfortable, knowing how to clean your guns, keeping them clean, taking care of them. Um, also, uh, having... I hate to say it, an evacuation plan. Um, a lot of us <clears throat> might live in the city or even in, you know, town or whatever where things could get hairy, you know. Um, if people are rioting and, and things are catching on fire, things like that, you know. Nobody wanted to be in L.A. when Rodney King, you know, they were having those riots back in the day. Uh, you know, things like that can escalate and get out of control. So, Knowing what's important to you in your house and having it accessible where you're not spending three hours trying to find your stuff, um, having things kind of ready to go and being able to bug out and go somewhere else, even if it's for a day or two or whatever, um, having a, a plan where you could go stay at your friend's house who lives, you know, in the, more in the country or whatever maybe keeping a couple of things, even a small bag of clothes out there. It's not a horrible idea. Other people in the world have lived like this for forever. Now, we're so used to, uh, you know, security and safety in America. We think that everything is just, you know, available to us and right here. But that's not, you know, always going to be maybe an option. That That's the idea of being a prepper is planning for the unknown. Um you know, having that bug out bag ready to go. Those things, that's kind of the world for the rest of, you know, for everybody else. We've had it kind of cush in America. And I got to say, you know, as America's fall, as America's morals fall, it's different. You know, things are uh, changing. Um, it doesn't have to be the, the Christian set of morals, but people don't care about people. And I find it a little frustrating and, and there's a lot of anger out there and a lot of hatred. And I got to tell you, you guys might want to do a little prepping, a little preparing, a little planning for, uh, the future because things could definitely end bad. Now, 
Another thing you want to step up is uh, your medical skills. You want to make sure you have basic supplies. Um, maybe some, uh, you know, they talk about like fish antibiotics. You want to get more hardcore into medical or, uh, you know, having basic trauma bags, having an understanding, having the right books, the right knowledge. Um, these things really make a big difference with first aid. Um, there's a lot of cool stuff. You know, we have a, uh, a sponsor, um, mymedic.us. They have a lot of the cool products you want to, you know, supplement or add to your uh, survival kit. They have a lot of cool stuff on there that, you know, really could help you out. Uh, one of the things I just recently purchased, uh, they have that quick clock gauze. Uh, I'd, I'd used that before and, and it's kind of cool to be able to, you know, stuff things in and, and seal holes up. Nobody likes when you're leaking fluids, right? So if you head over there, they have a 15% off if you use the code badass. So that might be something you're looking into. Now, if you're thinking about survival, there's this great website called tackpack.com and T-A-C-P-A-C-K.com. Now, they actually have like a, uh, these guys are, are, you know, survivalists, vets, special op guys that, you know, have some real training and, and understand quality products. And you know what it's like to have a quality product, a quality knife, a, you know, like a guy who uses a Leatherman versus the guy who, you know, uses uh, the the Lowe's $10, you know, Cobalt or whatever uh, survival t- multi-tool there's a difference. Um, the function, the ease of use, the reliability, the all of it, it makes a big difference and it really affects how long it's going to last and, and you know, how it's going to work. So these are guys who put together, you know, quality stuff and really, uh, pick out the right things that are going to work for, well, they, they say for like operators and people, whatever, but if you just want things that work, these guys basically take this huge value package because they buy stuff in bulk or I don't know how they get it all cheap. Maybe they uh, they have the right friends. I don't know. Maybe it's government surplus. Who knows? But bottom line, you're getting like $300 worth of stuff for like $49 a month. And sometimes it's $200 worth of stuff for $49. But either way, you're getting huge value. And they they pick out the right tools for people like you and you get an awesome freaking package every month sent in the mail and the cool thing is if you use the code badass they're going to send you a cool gun cleaning mat maybe you've seen it i put it up on the facebook um a lot of cool stuff like that and they'll look out for you and it helps the show out but they do a lot of cool stuff over there and you guys might really be interested in uh what they got, it's worth a, a look, see what they got. The other thing I wanted to mention is uh, that uh, this show is a uh, proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. Um, they have lots of great content at selfdefenseradio.net. Now, they have a bunch of uh, other podcasts kind of along the line of like ours. Uh, we're all a little bit different, kind of have a different theme. It's not all... Uh, survival and prepping it's a lot of different guns and gun talk and um 
I was listening to uh, a show this week uh, called The Home Defense Show they have on there. It's pretty great. Guy's pretty entertaining and, uh, you know, a lot of good ideas, a lot of neat insight you might want to think about. But also with uh, with our stuff, uh, you know, you can always email us, email me or Kevin at uh, preppingbadass at gmail.com. You want to check out our Facebook page. If you go to facebook.com slant prepping badass, we also have, if you uh, go to uh, Facebook, just search uh, prepping badass. There's the prepping badass group. Um, we do a lot of talk in there and you'll hear things like my stupid comments about cleaning your uh, bullets before you load magazines and things like that. Um, also, uh, if you uh, want to subscribe on iTunes, that'd be great for us. And we've really been uh, stepping up our YouTube channel, so you may want to check that out. Again, if you search Prepping Badass on YouTube, you'll find us. I always put a link to these in the show notes, so you can always get there. But otherwise, stay safe, and we'll talk to you guys next week. of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. For even more content, be sure to watch the original films from HuntStand Presents on the Waypoint TV channel every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Visit waypointtv.com to learn more. I'm Will Cooper, and you're listening to HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast on the Waypoint Podcast Network. Stick around as I bring you more stories and interviews from veteran hunters and industry professionals who inspire us all to be better equipped in the woods and in life. When you go out there and the fish are where you think they are, any one of these casts could be the bite. It's the most exciting fishing that I know right here at Hawks Cave. Oh, that's awesome. Experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.